Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Why is it that you, a sweet girl, can drive this huge car so well? To drive a car is not necessary to be a man. I mean, the quality you need to drive a car can be very feminine. Welcome, dear listeners. Welcome to a new venture, Achtung Radio. It's going to be an occasional series of shows about non-football-related matters that catch my or our contributors' interests. And that voice you've just heard there was a woman who caught my interest very much. That was Michelle Mouton, um, the Queen of Speed, as per a fantastic Sky documentary that's currently on, on, on Sky TV. Joining me to talk over Michelle and her remarkable achievements in the world of rallying is our resident motorhead. It's Mr. Harry Warren. Welcome to the show, H. It feels a bit strange doing a, a doing a podcast on motorsport, but very nice. Yeah, well, uh, like like I said at the start, I mean, this, this this will be an occasional thing, listeners. I don't suppose we'll do this. We might do it more regularly, but we'll see. Um, but it doesn't fit into the football zone. It doesn't fit into fit for me into the football history zone at all. So, but nevertheless, you know, sometimes in, there are things that you see, and in this case, a show that you see on TV that really catches the imagination. Um, as I've said, the, the show concern is called Queen of Speed, and it's on Sky, Sky Documentary Channel, and it concerns um, a remarkable and charismatic individual, Harry, Michelle Mouton. What a, what a woman, what, a, what an achievement, and what a, what a documentary this is. How did you find it, mate? Yeah, I mean, I knew a little bit about her before that she was um, sort of the most. I knew I knew the name, but I didn't know mm-hmm. anything about her. Um, I knew she was for a long time. Um, I saw an infographic YouTube video once before that showed the amount of wins for rally drivers, and I knew her name from being quite early on in sort of world rally history. She had quite a lot of wins, which madly was like nine or something like that, which right. You know, if you're talking about in motorsport terms, like a Lewis Hamilton's won over 100 Grand Prix, so it sounds quite low, but obviously that's quite a lot. Um, but yeah, as soon as the documentary starts, it's it's very. I always find when you don't know something about someone, you can you get two sort of types of documentary. You get the documentary that's a bit slow and ponderous, and sometimes unless you're interested in, if it's about a boxer, unless you're interested about boxing and have sort of applied knowledge of the sport around it 
that you can get quite bored or you get the other kind of documentary where they focus in on the person the Senna documentary does this very well right as does th- as does this um that the yeah I think you mentioned it to me off air that you it didn't bore you with just stats it no. it took it to the person involved and it was you know it was an hour and a half well spent I think I, th- I think so I mean I, I came into it listeners as a, you know a, Maybe a passing interest in motorsports. I, I know the big names. I don't. I wouldn't know. I certainly hadn't heard of Michel Mouton. Um, and you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm. I'm not not a fan, but I'm not against it if that makes any sense. But I thought this was a wonderful advert for motorsport generally, and particularly rallying, Harry. That I, I again, I, I knew even less. Obviously, you know the big Formula One names, but rallying tends to come into what might be called a second division of motorsport in 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 popular consciousness um just to give a few details about michelle's um life she's born in 1954 in a town called grasse which is near the italian border of france um and she was brought up from what i've read her parents were um, involved in the perfume industry they clearly had some money harry because you know whatever your level of motorsport to fund the season of um motorsport driving in in any walk of any discipline of the sport requires you need a few bob to do it don't you to... yeah yeah i mean it, it is you know in the early days of motorsports the 50s sort of well sort of when it exploded in this country you look at it it was before the war it was people like Ubre emery's wanted to get into planes mm. and then after yeah. the war because there was no planes you, you, they all jumped in a motor car and um, yeah you still need like... a, you, you still need to afford a motor car then especially one powerful yeah. enough to do justice in an event you you would have needed some some money at some level that's that's not to knock that's not to knock anyone it's just the reality of it mm-hmm. i mean the thing that one of the things that early points that I, I picked up on on the show on queen of speed is how rallying is seen as more um maybe then maybe not so much now you tell me h but more democratic in that the a the cars are clearly production derived cars you they, they look like the cars you could have outside on your drive and there was a principle that anyone, if you had the money, that you could turn up and have a go. I mean, it, it, it was you just needed the money to 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 do yourself justice on the on on the um on the course, so to speak. Is that is that a fair comment? Yeah, I I mean the early days of rallying, I mean, were very much like that. I mean, the era that we're talking about for Michelle um, was the end of that era into the sort of Group B era, which is. She straddled both um, uh, both both eras, and Group B, for in a wider rallying context, is seen as the heyday of rallying. It is when they sort of went mad. Um, they ended up by the end of the sort of mid, the sort of beginning to mid eighties. They all got four wheel drive, which was a massive uh, thing. Uh, Audi developed four wheel drive, um, the Quattro, yeah, and. You know, that is, um, and and these all have, they had real world applications, you know, um, AB, I think ABS was developed in Radian as well, anti-lock brakes, um, right. okay. sort of safety stuff that is now on road production cars, um, sort of come from Radian, Mini Coopers um, won the Monte Carlo Rally, which become the John Cooper, which is why you get uh, Mini's uh, John Cooper works. It's, it's, right. it's things like this. So rallying does play into, or especially sort of 80s, 90s, 
did play into uh, this, I think Ford coined the phrase, but it's, it's a famous phrase of win on Sunday, sell on Monday. And yeah. um, it's big business. Uh, motor cars, you know, a car is a car. So the image that a car used to have um, was helped by rallying. And obviously in, in Michelle, Audi and other manufacturers before she got to Audi found a, um, a charismatic female to sell their to sell their cars absolutely i mean the footage of her career i mean she begins driving in the early 70s i think she said 73 where she had kind of one of her friends was in a in the uh the monte carlo rally and he needed help and assistance as a co-driver and so she was with no previous or so she said at least no <laughs> previous <laughs> experience she sat next to him in the monte carlo rally so um that's how she got into it and then gradually through the 70s she started to take the wheel and clearly displayed talent to the point where she's you know starts to compete in ever ever higher level races she used up the um um the, the ladies champion i mean i suppose we ought to get the, the the kind of elephant in the room out that this was a very um machismo rallying motorsport h is a machismo world where the presence of a female is a very unusual event other than Maybe the uh, the the, the uh, girls that come out to you know uh, before they're the band. There we are. They're not banned in Speedway because I know that it's still old school. They aren't banned in Speedway. It's still old school <laughs> yeah. in Speedway. They've got no brakes. Speedway. You have to be absolutely fucking mental to do Speedway, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but this, I mean, this was the norm. I mean, to to put it in a nutshell, I mean, for for a a, a woman to come in and achieve and be taken seriously as, as she forced her way into the the kind of racing consciousness through the 70s is in itself a massive achievement let alone start to win high level races i mean i, I think the determination and grit of the of michelle mouton is, is one thing that really came over in the documentary yeah it, it, it was you know the obstacle of her being a female was an obstacle uh, not a physical um you know not a physical thing because in terms of uh, sports, I think she said it herself. There's only three sports that you can compete as a man and a woman equally, in her opinion. I think yeah. one was horse riding, the second was motorsport, and I can't remember what the third was. But she was basically mm. saying, you know, because it's equipment, as long as the equipment's got parity, which isn't always the case in motorsport, but if you're driving against your teammate, for instance, you should have the same thing. Therefore, she didn't see herself any different than a man or a woman then. The problem was for her was that the men were pissed off when she beat them, and um, yeah, they didn't like Mal it at Pride all. Took a, Mal Pride took a bit yeah. of a hit, um, which you can imagine didn't go down well in the seventies when you've got James <laughs> in Formula One, you know, <laughs> with a girl on either arm and a cigarette in his mouth. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean that really came over. I mean, it, 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 the thing I want to say about the documentary to anyone that's interested in seeing it, and I would recommend people to watch it. Is that it is, it is, I suppose you could argue it's coming from a um, is it a feminist perspective? It's, it's, I don't know if that's a, the right way to put it, but certainly, you know, you're presented with the reality of life maybe in the 1970s, where, um, as you as you say there, Rach, I mean, the, the, the equipment means that you're, you're fundamentally on equal terms, but they're not taken as equal, um, state having equal status, and I think that is the, the thing that is. Um, the, the documentary gets it across quite well, and there's some really cringe-worthy interviews with uh, uh, Ari. Was it Ari? Ari? Uh, Vatanen. Vatanen. Yeah. 
I mean, these are big names. I mean, I think you touched upon it earlier about like um, Raddy being second class in Finland. Raddy isn't second class. The, the you know, there's um, there's a thing called the Scandinavian flick, which is which you send the car when you've got a real wheel drive car, you turn the wrong way to then flick it into the corner so the arse slides around, and that right. was invented by the Finns driving on ice. And obviously, because their their winters are, are they mental, have a lot of obviously ice. they have a lot of ice, so they're a lot. You know, a lot of Finnish people. They, I think the Finns sort of dominate rally, yeah. and she's up against these two big Finnish names in Stig Blomqvist, who I think Swedish, but I've, I've called him Finnish. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then Harry Vatvanen, um, who are you know the big names of rallying at the time, and all of a sudden you've got Michelle turning up, who, uh, as the documentary says, is living life to the full on and off the track, you know, as she's getting well, she more, said and that more herself, and I, I thought she was quite charming. She said she was having a, she was partying, enjoyed a drink. She enjoyed a fag and she enjoyed food. And you know, that's what kind of life is meant to be for. Um, yeah, very French. That's a very, very French, French way of that. Very French. Mightn't be the best route to the top of a sports profession, but Hey, you know, you're going to enjoy, you're going to enjoy your time. And she did, but I think it was her dad who said to her that you need to clean up. If you're going to really progress in this sport, and you know, boring but true. You you need to. The only he said the only drink she could have would be the champagne on the winners' podium at the end of the race. That was the only one she was allowed after that. So things kind of took off towards probably towards the late seventies for her, I think when um, she started to really be seen as a contender. Harry. Yeah, I mean, she had a. I think she started off driving for Alpine, which is yeah. like a division of Renault. Um, then she went to Fiat, and anyone that knows that was funny cars. <laughs> <laughs> anything that anyone that knows anything about cars as as i i, I know a little bit and uh, uh as she went i'm going to fear and i just thought well this is gonna uh, when, when the french and italians come together to do food it's beautiful when they come together to do cars it's fucking chaos and um and yes yeah, so it, it ended in the in the way that i expected it to you know um Lots of Mamma Mia's and, and so on and so on. <laughs> well, I mean, um, her, her earliest years with a Porsche 911. I think her dad bought her a Porsche 911. So, I mean, you know, this again, going back to the start point, you need a few quid to to get going in it. So for dad to buy a Porsche 911 maybe says something about the family's situation. But then she's gone to Fiat and she was driving this 131, wasn't she? A Fiat 131 above, I think they're called, from memory. Yeah. And they look like they look like you're driving a tractor around. She's like <laughs> turning in and it's going straight on. Like they've got camera footage. It's brilliant. Like compared to what they showed, like footage of her in a Porsche or whatever she's driven from before. And she's like in the apex and turning in, and it looks, you know, quick. No, no power assisted steering, Harry. Yeah, no, that's she, it. She, and she goes arms and shoulders to steer the thing. You know, it's you're physically maneuvering it around some well, constantly toing and throwing around corners and, and twisting and turning on the course. Um, I mean, things really kind of um, picked up when she went to Audi and um, in 1980, I'm just looking at her wiki page, um, and they were developing the iconic Audi Quattro, um, which had power-assisted steering, which really gave her the All platform. drive. Yeah. All-wheel um, drive in a quarry. They developed the world's greatest... Four-wheel drive wasn't... The, the, the story of how they managed to get that in is... A, I mean, rallying, and I would say this, is anyone that likes sort of corporate sabotage and subterfuge. <laughs> Rallying is the sport, especially like you can go back, there's stories are mental. And they went, they you know, I think Jeremy Clarkson done um, a little bit, I think you can find it on YouTube about Lancia versus Audi right. in 1983. And in 1980, 
I didn't know this until I watched this. In 1980, um, Audi sort of got to the FIA and went to, um, you know, there was a little bit in, in the rules and regulations for rallying and said no four-wheel drive cars can enter. And they said, oh, you know, like at the end of the meeting at the FIA, when everyone's getting their death, like their bits together and wants to go out for the meal and the lunch, you know, in the middle of Paris, they go, uh, you know this bit in rallying that we say that we can't have a four-wheel drive car? And they go, yeah. Go, can we take that out? Like, And they're thinking, oh, well, no one's going to develop a four-wheel drive car. No one's ever done it. No one's ever won. And they went, yeah, all right then. And they took it out. And then in 1981, they turned up with a quattro. And um, other than it, it would either win or break, blow up. That that was basically it in the, in the early times. Like any new technology, it either works or it don't. And um, yeah, it did. you have to iron the bugs out. And by 82, she's... um. And they, I mean, the, the, she was right. She's open and honest about it, which I, which I liked her. She doesn't sugarcoat anything, which I no. think a lot of documentaries are sometimes can sugarcoat sort of facts through rose tinted spectacles where she's quite open and honest. She's like, well, Aldi wanted to sell cars and I was a girl who drove cars. So, you know, they, yeah. they was quite open and honest about that, which I thought was quite refreshing. Well, it was. I mean, the 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 hook from the Audi point of view. I mean, they they signed um, Michel Mouton in, in nineteen eighty as they were developing this um, new model, the Audi Quattro, four wheel drive, as Harry says. Um, and they also brought in her brought in her, her co driver Fabrizia Pons. Uh, so you had a two female team. Um, I think it was seen very much as. Um, I'm trying to find the right word here, listeners. But oh, I can do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can say what it was. You're talking about the 80s. Yeah, that is yeah, what it was. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, you know, I, I think I think Michelle would was on the eye catch catching woman, and you know, she she was clearly talented. I don't think they quite realised how talented she would get, and I think that's nice. that's interesting. That's one thing the, the film does very well because she signs for Audi in 1980. And in this new Quattro four wheel drive, and then she starts winning. She wins San Remo, um, and then in '82 Portugal, the Acropolis Rally in Greece, and and the Brazilian Rally. So wins outright wins. I mean, to win one of them is 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 reminding me of a yeah, it is. I mean, Portugal. um, I mean, the Portuguese rally footage in that in that film. It is mental. It is mental. I mean, Portugal rally. I mean, is famous as I said to you when I watched it. I didn't know. So Nick sort of went, oh, they're a bit lax on health and safety. And I thought they'd shown like future down the line. Um, but no, they actually do show in the footage um, them removing fingers from air intakes because the fans yeah. are so crazy. They want to touch the car, which sounds absolutely like, the, like, honestly, like there's a mental health crisis in this country. But to go <laughs> past a 90 mile per hour moving vehicle and want to touch it and think you're not going to have your hands off. You've got to have you've got to have a strong world with yourself, haven't you? Well, to stand in, I mean, you know, just to describe the footage, as I said repeatedly, do watch it, listeners. It's well worth it. I mean, the the, the footage across the whole movie um, really gives you a sense of the speed and the power of the of the machines, and you know the, the crazy scenes, especially in in Portugal, where for some reason it's seen as um, a national event. You got you got people in the middle of the road, Harry, trying to get a picture as you know the perfect shot as they're coming around a corner at yeah, and they're 80, 90 mile an hour. Standing around a blind bend on an apex at the bottom of a jump, where the car, if the car's in the air, I mean, there's a there's a quote I know from Walter Roll, who's like a, another famous rally driver. Mm. He goes, "I I never like to go to Finland because I don't like jumps. If I <laughs> wanted to fly, I would have been a pilot." 
right? And they come around this corner in this footage, and all four wheels are fully off the air. There's no control at that point. It's not a car. It's falling with style at this point. And they're standing there like it's totally acceptable. And you go, you know, and and this is the point, though. This is very 80s. It would have been their fault. There'd have been no health and safety claim. There'd have been none. (laughs) It'd have been shut down before it even began. I mean, I found it really interesting because obviously, you know, lived through those those times and, you know, um, we live in a modern world now where everything is litigation and everyone's got everything's got to have a fault other than yourself, it seems. Um, and I, I can see the reasons why we've gone down that road. It's kind of a tangent slightly. But when you see the images of the Portuguese Grand uh, Rally um, from those times with people basically it's just open roads harry on the country roads and you can stand where you like and there's 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 a certain the the modern the modern litigation world um seeks to take things in one direction which you can kind of understand and support but equally if i think out there at that time it was up to you you know if you want to stand in the middle of a road whilst cars come flying around 80 and you want to do that yes I don't know. There's, that's your, so your there's call. Like, uh, Darwin, <laughs> Darwin Awards or whatever, sort of Darwinism about what you're saying here. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it never got better in Portugal. I mean, the, the thing that sort of killed rallying to a point, it was reaching a level where it was imperative in Formula One. In the 80s, you had two big movements that nearly toppled Formula One and never did and never really have recovered to, to their previous point in a wider motorsport context was Group B rally and group c le mans cars and okay. both were more dangerous than formula one because they they just were i don't know why but they just were right mm-hmm. rallying inherently is more dangerous because you're on public roads that have been closed for a specific amount of time and as you can see from this footage you'll be going up a cliff and if you get the corner wrong you don't end up in a barrier you end up at the bottom of the cliff that you've just driven 50 yeah. feet up the terrain the is remarkable i mean like right. as you say you can go over a cliff is that's possible. it right you yeah. know it happened with Henry Torven and I think a couple of years later he just went off a cliff in Corsica and you know the car yeah. burnt to a crisp and he was trapped inside it the the in 86 they went to Portugal and it was the crowd scene that you see there it was even worse than that I've seen footage and someone goes off the road and they went off at a corner and uh, you know it says in the footage they never thought they'd get it wrong like these people that are standing there clearly don't think they're going to get no. it wrong and yeah. one mistake, and unfortunately, it killed twelve people in '86, and that was the end of Group B rallying, um, yeah. as, as it was. And they never were a scary beast spitting fire. Spitting, they used to spit fire out the tailgate. This is how much power they were running. They were running on fuel that was so corrosive that it would burn your skin if it touched it. Not like your petrol that you're getting out. And all these things get changed over time, but it was a time of excess. It was of its time, like most of the '80s stuff that you see now, and you. There's it's a, wonderful to look at. Wonderful. Yeah, to look yeah at. I mean, but then as well, it's, you know, it's the, it's the sponsors as well, which always kill me. You know, now it's the playing it back to football a little bit. I, I find it remarkable that you're allowed gambling, um, you know, sponsorship <laughs> across, late, like across that you can kill you, basically financially ruin yourself in an afternoon of gambling. But beer and fags cannot be seen because they're dangerous. <laughs> but yeah, they are. But you can't, if you smoke 40 fags as a kid, you know, at 18 yeah, or whatever, yeah. you pay a price. Up, yeah. The same yeah. if we drink, you don't become an alcoholic in, in one sip. Um, but you can become a gambling addict. And, and 
you know, there's these weird sort of, we live in, we, we live in strange times. And this, this documentary was a bit of a nice hour and a half throwback to a slightly simpler time with a, with a very interesting per like an interesting lead role. I mean, yeah. to put it into context of what she did in, in, in terms of motorsport wider, there's never been another female like her. That's, that's the thing. No and one's come close. They say thing. one that's, of the journalists says no one's got even close to her. Well, I mean, the last Formula One uh, to put into Formula One, the last Formula One driver to attempt to qualify, because before 1994, you had to attempt to get into a race because they only let 26 cars in. You used to have sort of 30, 32 cars trying to get into a, into a Grand Prix. There was a woman called Giovanni Amati. She was Italian. Okay. She tried to qualify in 1992 uh, at Brabham, and she never did. Um, Susie Wolf, who is the husband, uh, is the wife of uh, Total Wolf, the Mercedes team director, drove for Williams for a bit. She never got into Grand Prix. They never let her have a go. There's, there's, there are girls out there. There's Sophia Flersch, um, who is a German um, young girl, won a couple of races in this country in sort of like feeder series. But again, there's never been this is the thing there's there's a lot of thing about equality in 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 things and as long as the machinery is equal which i think it is it is just purely on talent because that's and talent and funding i suppose is is the main thing a lot of and this is the same for men and female drivers within within motorsport is funding and opportunity of equipment and there will always be a winner and there will always be a loser and the clock stopwatch doesn't lie so no. I think that's the that's the interesting thing is that that makes her achievement as it goes on longer without anyone coming near what she's done. It becomes an even more extraordinary piece of of sort of history, shall we say? Absolutely. Um, I mean, the other thing that just as you're speaking, I mean, it just struck me watching the documentary was her attitude to danger. I mean, self evidently to drive at speed in any contest of any kind especially rally and this this movie really captures the danger of um, long distance rally driving um but her attitude to it is you just can't think about it you and I, I don't know that everyone can do that i i, I couldn't do it i couldn't uh, the ability to dismiss the idea of danger both to yourself but also in especially in portugal she said that i can't remember she put it now but she compared the spectators if you think about the spectators being in the road you might as well pack up and go home because you won't drive. You, you, you'll, you'll go slower. You'll get beat, basically. So you've got to drive with no thought to some level for the consequences both to yourself and any and externally. You, you've got to drive as though you're in some kind of individual bubble in some way. Um, not everyone can do that, Harry, can they? I mean, it's a, it's a rare person that can do that, I think. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, the, the, they're, they're built from a different cloth, race car yeah. drivers in general, regardless whether it's rally, Formula One, Scramblers, Speedway, you, you name it. Whatever they you want. Yeah, yeah. They don't see the danger. Um, I think any, I think it's a high adrenaline sport. It's the same as, um, you know, any, any adrenaline driven sport where there's an element of danger, of element of you, if you fuck up, you can really hurt yourself. You know, Absolutely. it's not, yeah. you know, you misplace a pass or you, um, you miss it a shot in tennis or cricket or something or darts or, or something or snooker, you know, the, 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 the error is the error and there is no comeback apart from getting beat. If you make an error in a motor car or you make an error in Daniel skiing, or you make an error in, in bobsleigh or loose, you, you pay 
your with life, the crumb, your life. The, well, the crumple zones back then, especially in her era, you yeah. had the bumper, the engine, your knees. This this was it. And there were the crumple zone was your skin. This is why I always have you know, I love motorsport, but people who ride motorbikes at top level, the, the Isle of Man TT and stuff like that, you are mental. You are you are clinically not right because in a car <laughs> stupidly i believe the car is there to protect you more you so have a metal now, box around you have nothing yeah, else which yeah. it's got to get through that metal to get to you yeah. your skin is the thing that is protecting you <laughs> and that hurts yeah you know um it's just, it, it always strikes me as they they're a different breed mode. and you hear them they you know like you hear stuff about you know guy martin's the other guy who's on the telly and you look at some of the injuries and crashes he's had on that motorbike you think Every time he looks at one, he sort of gets a, oh, I can't wait to get on it. It'll be the fucking last thing I'm going to do. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it must be an addictive quality. I, I don't know. But, you, but as you, you put it well, cut from a different cloth, I think that's probably a good way to put it. I think um, Michel Mouton is, is cut from a different cloth because, um, I mean, her achievements are magnificent. She came close to winning the World Championship in 1982. She came second. Yeah. And it was only the tragedy of losing her father. Um, I think she was on the last leg in, was it um, Ivory Coast, I think? Yeah, um, yeah. And um, she had a mechanical issue which allowed the Valta, um, who came over as a ripe cold fish, Valta Ruhl, the German, <laughs> came over as a ripe cold fish. There's a wonderful breakfast because they signed for the same team, or he signs for Audi after this, this uh, tragic loss. And there's like the stiffest breakfasted meat table in the world where they all sat around eating their breakfast and it looks like no fun to be sat next to Velta. But anyway, this is about Michel Mouton. Um, I, the, the loss of the of the, um, of the the World Championship um, in 1982 remarkably didn't seem to... I suppose she's dealing with the grief of losing her father, so it didn't seem to affect her in a way that it might he might have, exp- might have thought. But for it was a, I think it was a sliding door moment of her career in the sense that although she doesn't seem to care, but... It's I can't believe that. Just, it, yeah. I, I slightly think that events, subsequently, her way of coping with the loss of her father is to is to bundle it all together. Um, that seems to be her coping strategy for it. I think, you know... Um, she she changes great. life completely. She 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 ends her relationship. She starts up with a new guy. She she can't... It's like, as you say, a sliding door moment. It's a good... good um, the eight, the, the three... The 83 season is the last time that a non-four-wheel drive car has won the World Championship, and it was won by Walter Rowell in the Lancia, who then moves to Audi in 84, which pretty much ends her frontline involvement um, with the team. I think by then, Audi had probably pumped a lot of money into the sport, and the problem is with motorsport is that there can only be one winner of the Drivers' Championship, but Teams' Championship is where they get a lot of their money from. and mm. You'll find this, especially it's like now, most people listening to this will know that Max Verstappen is Formula One world champion in highly controversial stout, uh, circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people won't know who the team world champion is, even though that's where the money is. Mercedes won there. Mercedes, the is eight, it Mercedes? I, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, that. they won. Yeah. So, so, so there's a, always a con, uh, constant battle between the individual, i.e., the driver that's putting it all on the line, and the team who think that they're giving these people the equipment and the time and the expertise to do what they're doing. Eternal battle Um, between individual money, Harry. That's that's true. Um, So I think by that point, they're running four cars, and I don't think any sort of successful 
team that I've motorsport team that I've ever seen has been able to run four cars and keep everyone happy. Um, there is always a lead driver. There is always someone that is at the back out of those four, and they will always be comparing themselves to the other three. And I think Michelle, being um, how she was, as you can tell in the interviews, and being French, which I think always plays into, I think national stereotypes always play into. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 national psyche is a weird thing, but I do think sometimes in race car drivers it is um, blown up to a wider, wider scale because in the cockpit you are very much all your armor is removed and she's very much this i feel she's very straight back with everything of that is what she thinks i don't think she's doing anything for uh for camera even no at no stage no 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 so i think it's very much you know i I think the line that i made me laugh the most at the old documentary is she wins rally i think she wins the first ever rally for the quattro i might be wrong on that but she definitely wins one of the Mm. first ones from and she uh they went, oh, at the end of 81, they said, oh, it's the same contract for 82. And she was like, no, you've got to pay me double, you know, like <laughs> straight away in there. And I'm like, yes, go on. That's it. That's exactly it. That's what these people try to do to you. And um, I think she knew yeah. what I was. I mean, it's, it's an interesting point because, um, you know, she, she displayed self-confidence to say, no, you pay me double now because I'm worth it, basically. And you're not doing me a favour. I'm we're here on a business footing now, you know, yeah. and I think, I think in, in a man that's, that's seen as um, those attributes are seen as um, wow. Leadership, you know, the, the kind of guy, that, the alpha male in a woman, it, it could be seen as. Back, uh? I think it took Aldi aback. I, I would I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in, um, in Bavaria when she walked in with a, with a lawyer and went fuck off. Oh, but I'll you do, you do find yourself identifying with her and which I think is the strength of the, of the movie because, like that line there is a good line. You know, you say, yeah, fuck you, Aldi. You know, you've got to pay the money because you've got one of the top drivers in the world on your hands and you've got to pay the appropriate um, fee for that. Um, yeah. it, it was nice the way the, the way it ends with the with the Pikes Peak. Cause, um, yeah, what a, what a race. What it's, not, it's not really seen in Europe, especially even really now. I mean, there's a few... I mean, I know of Ken Block mainly because he turned up to me work and decided to drive a Mustang around underneath it and we all got to stand there and watch it. But I didn't know of him before, and now I know that he goes up Pikes Peak in these mad sort of Ford-based cars that have got no passing resemblance. But she drove her Audi up Pikes Peak and you've got all these good old boys standing there going, this woman's going to turn up here and she's going to turn left and right in that thing. You know, like, well, she not only event. won that event, Harry. She won it in a record time as well with a with a, a Audi. Uh, as and, a they, and they and they tried to nobble her because they punished her for going too quickly in the pit lane and gave her. A, I think they gave her a fifty second penalty or something, and she wasn't allowed to. Normally, they get like a rolling start into it, and it starts on the roll. You can go to a you know not a standing start like you would do in a rally station. She had to do a standing start, so get up to speed. Yeah. within the stage and she's still bloody one and i don't know how long the record stood for i should have really done that before i done this but it would have been a long long time because four-wheel drive and and that quattro i mean it is a beautiful looking thing i think one of them will set you back a lot a lot of money i mean there's been an audi quattro now one of the ones from the 80s i mean they might be made out of plastic and they might look a bit <laughs> garish inside but they're still worth every single penny if you can ever get your hand on one that's wonderful. The, the Pikes Peak, which is kind of like a, a small mountain, I suppose, in uh, in, in America. Um, and the, and the, the challenge is effectively you've got to be the quickest to get up the hill, haven't you, from start to finish. And it's, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a pure time trial. 
Um, and when she got punished, I think she, I think they got her blood up a little bit. I think she got pissed off with that, and she decided that she was gonna. Um, she she I think she threw caution to the wind. I can't remember how she put it in the. In the I movie think there. she was gonna win it or bin it. I think that was the, <laughs> that was the line that I would have used. She's winning it or binning it, and then if she bins it up here, it's gonna be a fucking big one. But she might not walk away from it. But she 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 decided there was gonna be nothing left on that mountain. I mean, there's a she left nothing a, there. Yeah. There, there was literally a clip. She's going through this double right hander, and I'm like, literally, I took an intake of breath. The car sort of twitched, and I'm like, that is literally <laughs> on the ragged edge. There is nothing left. There's no, there weren't even like five percent for sort of self preservation. It was literally, oh, I'm fucking doing this, and I'm not. I don't. I think as well. I think she fancied herself to win it. But I think it wasn't. I'm not just winning this. I'm fucking making a statement as well. Yeah, that that's right. Yeah, in America. Um, as you say, good old boys, blokes that think they know it, and she showed them, didn't she? Just, um, I mean, post career, I mean, she, the the the, the movies interspersed with her life now. I mean, basically as a grandmother, I mean, she's she's in a yeah. wonderful, wonderful looking place. I'm guessing in the south of France, uh, with her family around her now, um, and it's you know, it's just read the, the contrast with the little girl at the end, and her granddaughter says, "My my granny used to be a racing driver." Well, that's a great that, thing. What a great thing about to say, Nan? That was it. And the other one that made me laugh was that she's sort of like placed down her racing career and her achievements, and then you've got a co-driver, um, Pons, sort of sitting there, and she's got all the cups out, <laughs> like everything that she ever done. I didn't know. I done some some reading afterwards that she went back into rally. And yeah. she won. She was a co-driver in um, in nineteen ninety seven, and she won the Monte Carlo again as the co-driver. Yeah, like, all yeah. the way, all them years later, like that's mad. Like that's like proper modern modern rally. That's Colin McRae, like yeah, Carlos yeah. Sainz, yeah. like really mad. Like in a Subaru Impreza from an Audi Quattro to a Subaru Impreza, that's like three eras of rallying. So it just shows what talent she was as well, which is kind of a little bit underplayed in the in the film, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it, it touched on the role of the co-driver. Um, I think there was one where they're driving in fog, and I think the co-driver becomes the eyes of the driver pretty much because the visibility is so so low. Um, they touched on the, the friendship between them, and as you say, I mean, the, the, the contrast in the trophy room because Michelle Mouton's trophies are all in a shed at the bottom of her garden, and she said, I, I never look at them every now and again, you know. Because they're in my head. They're in my head, her head yeah, i.e. very rarely because they're all covered in dust and, you know, yeah. untouched in years, whereas the, the other lady had them all polished in, 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 they, in a They cycle. were gleaming like the, like the fair and <laughs> silver, weren't they? I, I, I kind of liked that, like a, a bit a bit of um, a bit football parlance for show us your medals. It was a bit, <laughs> a bit like that. She actually, I mean, since retirement, I was just doing a little bit of research. I haven't done a huge amount of research on this, listeners, but um, Michelle Mouton became um, involved with the FIA, the Federation of Automobiles. Um, she helped form the rate. Race of Champions, Harry. She helped put together the Race of Champions, which brought together NASCAR, Formula One, mm-hmm. um, Rally, and other other disciplines. And uh, she's taken part in some one-off races, um, and including um, in 2010, at the age of what should be there, 56, she came second in the Rally the the, the Moroccan Rally. Um, not bad achievement from scratch, is it? No, jump, no, jump back in the car. There is there is um, on YouTube a little bit of footage of her speaking and interviewing. And she's throwing a Porsche 911 around. Um, she's saying, I'm a bit rusty. <laughs> I don't look rusty. <laughs> Fuck you know. Yeah. It's, one, it's one of them where, you know, it's a bit like, um, there's no real sport where they can do that, you know. There was um, 
because it's just equipment and it and it just yeah. maybe a little bit of the, the, the weight goes on around the middle and other than that and that's always plays into it but the race of champions does make you giggle sometimes because you end up with all these sort of superstars of the sport turning up and you think that oh, they're not they're not taking it seriously and then sort of the first day they might not be taking it seriously but by sort of the second day you know, the competitive juices is going and you know the friendly sort of tap on the backs and stuff like that is no longer happening it now is the game face comes down and once the visor closes you know i suppose you never lose that first she touches yeah. on that in the little YouTube interview. She's saying that the, the comp is a very French way of the, the competitive spirit. And I think that's what she had in in, uh, in bucket loads. Um, I mean, just to sum up the film, Harry, I mean, I, I, as I said at the start, I, I came into it as a, a not, not non-fan, but I haven't, I haven't followed the sport. I thought it was an excellent advert for rallying. I mean, if, if that's the purpose of the, of the documentary to encourage interest, well, it achieved it because... I've now followed the rally on the on the on Twitter, and I will take an interest in who wins and how it, how the season goes. And I think that's got to be, you know, fundamentally that was the purpose of it, as well as information about Michelle. Yeah, rally's good. Rally and rally cross. Rally cross is. I mean, I've always had a a, a, a sort of soft spot for rally cross, mainly because I had a VHS video taped off the BBC back in the day. <laughs> Um, that I always used to got put on if I wasn't well as a child, and you'd have Murray Walker commentating over it. We had Will Gollop and Martin Shanker in an RS200 and a Metro 6R4 racing each other around Brands Hatch. And um, yeah, Rallycross is, is basically rallying, but on the circuit, you can see all of it, so yeah. it's good. But um, that still that still goes on. The rally to me is sort of fallen off. Um, in my motorsport radar recently, mainly because Britain, and this is very, this is very Anglo, very mm -hmm. English, that because we don't have anyone who is a household name, and this may be playing, I know we've got something Evan, I think it's Ifon Evans or something like that, so you think he's Welsh, Definitely. but we haven't had anyone win it for quite a while. I think the last winner we had was the dearly missed Richard Burns, who died in... 2003 of brain cancer right, right um very very young and colin mccray of course who died in a helicopter crash they were sort of the two big names that were around in subaru impressors um that was my dream car as a kid so i'm a subaru impressor showing my age um <laughs> but that they, they um that was like the last time i really paid attention to it so yeah i might get back into it it's difficult to watch though I will say well, this that, is what like, i was just gonna say i mean I've, I've, i haven't been to brands hatch um, since I was a kid, I've been really paying attention. But I think the be beauty of a track-based event like you know Brands Hatch and I guess Silverstone and, and any of the, any of the, any venue of any kind is you can see largely the the event unfold in front of your eyes. Whereas rally is over long distances, and unless you're watching it on television, which immediately um, you can't beat being there, in my opinion. But it, with TV probably suits it best because of the the difficulties of coverage. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine it being, um, you know, it's a hard one to get straight into. But this this movie, yeah. I felt, did a good job of inspiring um, certainly a, a measure of interest in the sport, which otherwise wouldn't have been there. So I take my hat hat off to it um, from that point of view, and I, I take my hat off to Michelle Mouton, who is a, as compelling a character now as she certainly was in the seventies and eighties. And, it, and the, the movie really delivered on that front. Um, I really enjoyed it, Harry. So yeah, it was good. It was really good. I'll say more. Than I think that. that Sky that Sky documentaries has got a couple of good ones on there. The um, 
I've got uh, Tyson Bruno to watch still, right. and I watched the '89 um, documentary, which for someone who wasn't alive in '89, it's oh the Arsenal, mad. the Arsenal, the Arsenal game at Liverpool, and and the sort of lead up to that. My dad can't watch it without mentioning the fact that Bryony scored a goal at Highbury that was offside, <laughs> that that wasn't offside. Um, it, it's like yeah, any time that's mentioned, it's like um, like a standard. It's a bit like yeah, well, it's a bit like mentioning whenever anyone mentions Princess Anne, you have to mention that she used to own a Reliant similar. Did you know that? We might come back to some of those later on in the uh, in in the in, in in over the weeks and months ahead. So. But that's brilliant. Um, really enjoyed the documentary. The name of the show is Queen of Speed. You can get it on Sky Documentary Channel. Um, I don't know if it's anywhere else out there, but certainly it's on Sky. Um, it's on demand. On demand. And I, I'd recommend it. I'll give it. I'll give it a give it a strong strong rating. Um, even if you're not necessarily motorsports fan. Huge thank you to Harry for coming on Actong Radio. Um, new departure for us, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'll come back and do some more. Nice one. Well, thank you for your, your time, Harry, and I'll let you crack on, mate. I have been driving Porsche, you know, when my career in 70, 77. I did a complete season on Porsche. And, uh, and then we, I drove also London to Sydney with a turtle Porsche. Uh, 2000 with Francis Dutton. I have still the reflex of four-wheel drive and, uh, and not uh, two-wheel drive. So this is only I have to concentrate for that. Now, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.